This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Football is our religion. The One Call Stadium is our church. Nigel Clough is the God we choose to believe in, and by name, I am your priest. We're back for 2022. This is the Sunday Sermon. The Stags took Championship Promotion Chasers Middlesbrough to the wire yesterday in the FA Cup third round. A late heartbreaking goal. A combination of John Joe O'Toole and Elliot Hewitt saw the Stags crash out of the FA Cup in the 94th minute. After the Stags came from two goals down to make it two all and game on. Can Mansfield Town use that come back, use that desire, use that strength, use that unity to drive them on for the remainder of the season with only league action to focus on? Or will they let the fact that it could have been a trip to Manchester United or Aston Villa in round four haunt them and ruin the next few days? One thing is for sure, the Stags need to focus ahead of the visit of Swindon Town to Wonkor Stadium on Tuesday night as we get back to the bread and butter. Let us know your thoughts on the game in the comments and have your say on your team. What did you enjoy about yesterday? Was Danny Johnson's goal onside? And answer the big question. In the next 45 minutes, will super sub Alan Wilson do anything more to hurt himself? More on that in a couple of seconds time. This is the show for the fans, by the fans. This is the Mansfield Matters podcast. And this is the Sunday Sermon. And welcome to the show for the fans, by the fans. This is the Mansfield Matters podcast. And I'm going to be honest, I've missed doing these. It's the Sunday sermon, the reaction to yesterday's game. Mansfield Town 2, Middlesbrough 3 in the FA Cup third round. What a cup tie it was. As always, get involved in the comments and have your say on your team. What did you make of the cup tie? What did you make of the performances? And much, much more in between. Joining me to talk over all things FA Cup and all things Mansfield Town. We've got the blind stag, Mr Nathan Edge. Good evening. Evening, gents. Evening, everyone. And the man who I referred to in the intro as to whether he'd break anything else in the next 45 minutes. Accident-prone Al, the voice of the stags, Mr Alan Wilson. 
Tell us all about it. What have you done now? Fell off my bike on black ice, Craig, and broke my finger and my leg. Oh, dear. Well, we wish you a speedy recovery. But, you know, that does, as long as it's you, you, we've still got your face and your voice, that's all that matters, <laughs> mate. And as, as long as you've still got half a brain to, you know, yeah. guess, you, guess you I'll might. Best. Best. You're all right. Although, well, having can. said that, you know, I saw you when I was going into the ground yesterday because we both go through the same media entrance and you were being wheeled in on your wheelchair. I mean, you usually carried it on your throne, so there was no nothing different <laughs> there. But... One thing you can usually do is you can walk around and, and you can get a different view of the game. Was it difficult for you yesterday not being able to uh, to see basically 75-80% of the pitch? Yes, very difficult. So I changed uh, I changed views after 10 minutes. I couldn't stand it any longer. Oh dear, well this could be an interesting podcast because we've got you that could only see 20% of the pitch and Nathan who could see, as always, nothing. <laughs> Great line up here we've got. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. We'll delve could be worse, comments. we could have Cam. That is very, very true. And on a Sunday, we'd be wearing that that clobber as well. So uh, we won't go there. Uh, right, let's delve straight into the action, Nath. Yesterday, FA Cup third round exit uh, in the end to Middlesbrough. But what a fight back from Mansfield Town again. We are just a team at the moment who just does not give in. Yeah, I mean, uh, people say the magic of the FA Cup has, has been lost. Uh, it really hasn't. Not, not, for, not for me, you know, the... We've had three cracking games, and even though we, we, you know, eventually been been knocked out by a championship side, you know, coming leaving that stadium, yes, it was it was gutting to concede so so late. But every single person that I noticed leaving that ground, um, you know, with nothing but praise and said, you know, how well did we play? And even the Middlesbrough supporters, the the response from them on on social media and and their manager, it's it just goes to show how you know how well we did do on Saturday, and that that wasn't just a, a fluke. We've been like that for weeks, so to do that against a championship opposition just shows how far we've come in a few months. I certainly think we can take a lot of pride away from yesterday, Alan. One of the things which sort of resonated the most with, with me, and you'll have seen it as well when you were sort of packing things down at the end of the game, was the fact that pretty much every Stags fan stayed in the stadium you know, applauding, cheering, like we'd won in the last minute rather than like we'd, we'd lost in the last minute. It was great to see. Yeah, and, and it's been like that for the last couple of games, hasn't it, Craig? And good evening to everybody, by the way. I didn't get a chance earlier on when I was talking to Craig. And, uh, yeah, it, you know, it was nice to see. It's nice to see everybody being there and applauding the team off. And, you know, and all the reserves, Marek Steck and everybody else doing their bit and coming over. And even their keeper applauding our crowd. Yeah, the, the newly promoted Marek Steck, of course, Nath, because George yeah. Shelby has been recalled by uh, Nottingham Forest. Uh, do we need to, uh, to to bring in another keeper or are we just happy to promote Steck to number two? I mean, it's not the the, the worst keeper, is it? You know, and no. I know he's had some some bad bad games with us last season, but you know, a lot of keepers have keepers make mistakes. So to have on the bench, I mean, a lot of I think he'd probably get into a first team in this league. So to have him on the bench, it's not the end of the world, is it? As long as what you know, there must have been something else behind the scenes. Whatever that was, if it's been dealt with, then then why not? I do. I did hear a, a rumor through the rumor mill. I'm not going to name the club, but there were there was a Premier League team that wanted to take him on loan, uh, according to a few rumors that are going around, to be their training keeper. So why he didn't take up that opportunity, I don't know. He could have played in like the, the one of the cups or something. But there you go. Anyway, let's delve into the comments and, and go back to yesterday. Uh, this is of course the Sunday sermon, the place for you to talk all things uh, yesterday's game. So get your comments in now and have your say on your team. Marcus kicked us off. This evening by saying, evening guys. Another marker said, well played yesterday, boys. Absolutely gutted. Um, Andy's been in touch and says, performances like that against quality opposition will see us promoted via the playoffs. I have foreseen it. Well, let's hope so. Let's not go for Mystic Meg. Let's go for Mystic Andy. Uh, Clive says, good evening, fellas. Sorry that I couldn't participate. I'm in the Lake District. Um, yeah, great for you, Clive. I hope right, you're having a, a great break. Um, although, you know, you need to time these things better because aren't we up in the Lake District like, a week on Saturday anyway. So, you know, maybe, maybe get get that out in your calendar, Clive. A bit, bit more foreplanning, but I hope you have a, a great break, mate, and we'll see you uh, see you when you get back. And he's added, uh, DJ's goal was onside, but if it had stood, then that cracking second goal wouldn't have happened. Hard to say if things would have been different or had it stood. Yeah, let's delve into to that one, Alan, because 
absolute mad. The last time, of course, we saw Danny Johnson, he was limping off the pitch with the match ball under his arm after scoring a hat-trick against Newcastle uh, United under-23s in the last uh, pizza trophy game. Comes on as a sub um, and, you know, really does get stuck in early doors and, and reacts well. Jason Law's shot, he's squirms under the keeper. I've looked at the footage back. I think he was onside when uh, the initial shot was made, which was what really counts. Hard done by, but uh, like Andy says, you know, we might not have got that fantastic goal and celebration from Reese Oates, who basically just fell to the ground out of sheer tiredness. And it just said everything about Mansfield Town. It epitomised the performance yesterday, that goal and celebration. I've had a look at the goal from what view that I'd got, you know, on social media. I've watched it back on YouTube and everything else. Obviously, I couldn't see a deal from where we were on the actual day. But uh, I just assumed that when the keeper had fumbled it and he tapped it in, it would count. That was my opinion of it, but uh, obviously not. Having sort of thought about it back, I wonder whether... Um, the linesman's view is that maybe he kicked it out of his hands because he, it sort of parries it and squirms under it. And I could understand maybe that perspective if you're looking at it in that that line. But yeah, do you know? Do you know what? Regardless of that, Nath, I think one thing's for certain. Yesterday, you felt that if we could get one goal, even at two 0 down, that the roof would come off and 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 that it would swing our way. Yeah, I mean, the, the, whether it's kicked out of his hands or not, the, the only way of finding out is by looking at what the referee does with his flag and trying to figure out the signs, but there's different signals, isn't there? But regardless of that, like like uh, the comment said, um, you know, if we did score that, who knows what would have happened afterwards? You know, was, would would that goal from Reese would it have happened? Would that have been the been the winner for three two? It's it's hard to say. And the, but that's football, isn't it? It's, it's what happens. Um it's a, it's a bit annoying that if it's a Premier League round, they have VAR and all the rest don't. It should have been one, you know, either for them all or not for them all. But that's a different debate. Mm. But um regardless, you know, the the way we equipped ourselves again after yeah, the, if we talk about any disappointments from from yesterday, obviously it's the fact that we went two 0 down. But again, as, as we did against Hartlepool, and um, it was a similar situation in a sense that if you if you give teams opportunities, you know they were quality. Well, certainly the first goal was obviously quality finished, obviously championship level. You expect them to take it, uh, but. We, you know, we we did it to come up again, come up, um, come back against Hartlepool, but to do it against uh, you know, a, a, you know, relatively strong Middlesbrough side, obviously Championship, um, also full of confidence. That's a different kettle of fish, and I think that just says so much for the the mentality in that group, which has been building and building for you know for for the last eleven, twelve games, hasn't it? Since we've been able to turn things around. Keep your comments coming in. Let's delve into some more of them. I say that as I uh, click away from them and it uh, scrolls all the way back up to the top. I had it at exactly the right point where I wanted it. And then I clicked away from it and uh, it went away. Uh, Jim says, I agree with Alan. Borough showed the advantage of of uh, plenty of pace and a pacey winger or some kind of forward uh, would add to us. Uh, Stag's chat adds, um, absolutely proud. I have every confidence that we can get something at the end of the season. Keep the fight like that and the passion for the badge. I can't see a problem on playoffs or even more. Season of a roller coaster. Come on, you Stag's. Hashtag this is why I support Mansfield. Absolutely. Uh, Chris says, um, had everything you want in a cup tie. Passionate fans from both sets, to be fair. Uh, their first goal was unstoppable. Oates equalisers made from grit. Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk about the, the goals from a middle perspective, uh, Al, because, yeah, we, we we can be slightly disappointed that we went two goals down, but the first goal was championship class. It was just that, you know, extra couple of hours in the gym, that that championship level, reads the, reads the ball well. McLaughlin misses his header. He gets a little bit of space, just spins his man well and gets an unstoppable shot into the top corner. Second goal, we should have perhaps done a little bit better from in terms of defending. And it was probably like that for the rest of the game. But like Chris, I overheard Chris Wilder um, in his post-match interview say something along the lines of, from around 20 minutes onwards, it was like watching an all-championship tie. And I think that's probably the highest praise you could take away from that. Yeah, because I think he is one that you'd, you know, you'd likely to listen to, Chris Wilde. He's been a good uh, manager for a number of years. And like you say, that first goal, it was just class, top class. There was only one place that was going in the top corner because we could see it from behind. I was straight behind it. And yeah. there was only one place it was going. Well, the Bishop, I don't think anybody had stopped that one. But the second goal, like uh, Nigel said on interview, it was poor. You know, it could have been dealt with before then. But... You know, why do we keep going two goals down and then having to fight, you know, like we do? 
Oh, it's it's just the Mansfield Town way at the moment. Yeah. It's it's just one of those things, isn't it, where we we have to sort of concede to get started. It's almost like we want to give a team an advantage and make it a challenge yeah. for for yourself, isn't it? It's it's quite a funny one. You mentioned uh, a name there, Alan, in in Nathan Bishop, and Nathan, I want to come to you because yesterday, you know, he won't get talked about as much because of the fact we turned the game around, we took it to extra time. You know, there were other key moments in the game, but at two at one and two nil down. Uh, especially 1-0 down, Bishop made two incredible, incredible saves to keep us in the game. Yeah, absolutely. You know, when um, when Middlesbrough had their spell, which, like I say, most was for the first, sort of first 25, 30 minutes of the, of the game, um, you know, he was called upon a couple of times and made some, you know, really, really smart and important save for us to keep us keep us in it. Because whilst it was at 1-0 or 2-0, or you you're always in it with a chance. And you know, I think Clough said it in his interview after the game, you know, once it goes to three, you know, it probably is all over. You know, it's it's very difficult to get back from there, even against somebody in our division, never mind, you know, a side two divisions above us. So by making those those key saves, kept us in it, left us with a bit of hope. And, um, you know, it was, even though it was going to be tough, it was all to play for, wasn't it? So again, um, you know, he's got to, he's got to get a lot, a lot of credit for that. It, you know, he got a little bit of stick, um, after the Hartlepool game. And I don't think it was helped by Clough's comments, which I think have been misinterpreted a little bit. So he was saying about his, his, his sort of saving ratio because mm. a lot of, but it goes to sort of shots to save ratio, wasn't it? Because, um, but unfortunately, and I, I don't think Clough meant this as a criticism to Bishop. I think he was just saying it more like he's been unlucky more so than, yeah. than bad goalkeeping. But a lot of shots he's faced because we've not been conceding many shots have unfortunately found the back of the net. Uh, and I think some people have interpreted that to, as, a, as a negative and, and I won't say got on Bishop's back, but started to be a bit more negative towards him. But I, I think that's that's looking at it in the wrong way because if you actually look at the saves he does make, a lot of them are, are key. And, he, and like I said, he, he did that for us on Saturday. Yeah, the second one in particular, Alan, was uh, point blank range. Um, you know, at top corner it was going, that stretched a hand. He was going the wrong way as well, Bishop. It was a, a really good save. And we've got a, a really, really good goalkeeper there. And we mentioned George Shelby earlier, of course, getting recalled by Nottingham Forest. And it's due to the performances of Nathan Bishop why, why Forest have decided to recall Shelby because he was sent here to compete as number one and Bishop has not really done anything at all wrong. Now, uh, to be fair to uh, Nathan Bishop, I don't think George Shelby, you know, would have got to look in unless injury or loss of form, and you couldn't see that happening. But that second save yesterday, like you said, you know, that one where he palmed it, it just round the top, unbelievable. Point blank save, and everybody, there's quite a few people, mm-hmm. elderly people, stood up where are you in the box, and even they stood up. Yeah, and you were shouting, sit down, I can't see! (laughs) It was that good. with your stick, but there you go. Uh, In a way, though, actually, you know, I know a few people on social media in the last sort of hour or so have been moaning a little bit and a bit out of disappointment, Nath, because Manchester United or Aston Villa would have awaited us in round four. But actually... Balance of probability. If we, if Manchester United would have got through, we'd have lost that key player in Nathan Bishop because he probably wouldn't have been allowed to <laughs> yeah. play anyway. <laughs> yeah. We were saying that, weren't we, when it was a draw for the third round, um, saying let's let's probably not get uh, let's probably not get Man United mm. because he won't, probably won't be able to play, uh, and therefore we're a bit uh, a bit buggered in that sense. But um, yeah, I mean it's disappointing. You, 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 I think it happens all the time, doesn't it? When you go out of the cup, you always look at who you might have got next and things like. That. I mean. Uh, you know the way Man United are playing at the minute. It's probably going to be Aston Villa anyway. So uh, I've done Villa Park on that first, but um, you know it would have been it would have been a good game to to get to. But uh, you know, like I said in the intro, it's back to the to the bread and butter now. And you know we've had a good cup run. We've enjoyed it. Uh, I don't think anyone can say they haven't enjoyed those three games mm-hmm. we've had in, in this cup so far. So uh, I know if it's got a bit of extra funds in the in the you know in the, in the pocket, and and most importantly, you know a crowd of just over. Over seven thousand there on um, you know on Saturday. Hopefully, you know that the few more that have come in, in the in the in the home terraces um, have left very happy and thinking, you know, well that was entertaining. I'm I'm going to come back uh, on Tuesday night against Swindon. I'm going to come back against Warsaw and uh, and I'll get a few more uh, you know on board for the rest of the season. So that's that's the important bit, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think that's the key. And we'll touch upon that a little bit more later on in terms of what we take away from the game and, and how we go forward. You cannot accuse Mansfield Town of playing boring football and putting on boring spectacles at the minute because there is drama everywhere. Uh, keep your comments coming in. Alex has said, I don't think it was offside at Johnson's goal. 
but I think um, uh, I think we play badly. I think if we keep uh, if we keep up uh, if we keep it up, uh, they will go up in terms of the uh, the turnaround and things like that. I think you talked about the, the two goals we conceded there. Uh, Paul says that those players gave their all yesterday. Research brilliant goal yesterday. Ollie Clark looked a bit off it, uh, but they did us all proud. Roll on Tuesday night. I spoke to Nigel Clough, uh, Alan, after the game, which we'll hear in full uh, in a minute. Uh, about obviously taking Ollie Clark, Ollie Clark and Stephen McLaughlin off. McLaughlin was injured and he basically said about Ollie Clark, and this is something we've got to remember for all the players that are coming back at the minute. Ollie Clark's just come back from a, a longish term injury uh, and he's also had COVID um, and it just affects everybody differently. So he wanted to be mindful of that um, with the Tuesday night game um, coming up as well because at that point in the game where we took him off as well 60 odd minutes we were still 2-0 down and at that point you have to start thinking do I gamble and try and get us to extra time and try and get us back into the game or do I just let it play out and keep one big eye on, on Tuesday night and I think Nigel Clough did that to the best of his ability yesterday I thought he played it perfectly to be mm. honest uh, you know obviously McLaughlin did have an injury his calf wasn't it feeling his calf he said he'd felt it at the end of the first half tried it second half it's still rough you know so he left off and it was a good idea to bring Clark off although he did start fairly slowly but I think he rose into the game and he made some really good block tattles especially I remember on the one in particular side. One yeah. in particular, we they counted from one of our corners, and he slid in in the in the mud yeah. right in front of the dugouts. That was a fantastic yeah. challenge. Also, just to say on the back of that as well, when McLaughlin went off, stand up and take a bow, Jordan Bowery. Emergency left back, extraordinary, can play anywhere. Um, keep your comments coming in. Clive says, playing the way we did on Saturday, uh, the Stags should fear no other League Two team. Of course, we won't win every game, but I expect us to finish in the playoffs if we uh, continue like that. Uh, Mark says, if we play like that Tuesday night, we'll win 4-0. Uh, don't write off swinging, of course. they uh, Even though they lost to uh, Man City the other week, they'll be itching to bite back as well. Playoff contending side. Uh, Mark says, stunning performance in that second half. The best I've seen us play in a long, long time. We really took the game to them and they couldn't deal with it, the work rate and skill we showed. Quick mention to Chris Wilder in his post-match interview. He told it how it was full of praise for us and knew we deserved that class bloke. Yeah, absolutely. I'd expect nothing less uh, from that as well. Um, uh, Jamie says, it's a shame we went 2-0 down and it gave us a massive ladder to climb, but we did very, very well afterwards. Uh, Chris adds, uh, what a game. The Stags played fantastically throughout most of the game, can hold their heads high, deserve the evasion. Such a cruel twist at the end. Also put the contract in front of JJ and let him write whatever he wants on it. Um, we'll hear more about that from Nigel Clough in a second. But basically, um, we all thought that he was out of contract, didn't we, at the start of Jan, so we were worried whether we would play. It transpires that actually it's the, the middle of Jan. He's got about two weeks left um, on it as Nigel Clough goes into. Um, but he's hoping that either way, O'Toole will make his mind up, hopefully before Tuesday's game. Um, I did ask about whether he would play him or not. And he said it would, it would be unfair on him to play and then risk an injury for um you know for him joining another team but on the flip side of that he's a player that gives his absolute everything and to be fair Alan you know yesterday he could well have turned around and said all right there's no contract on the table for me at the minute um I, I'm, I'm not going to play I, I don't I don't want to play I don't want to risk injury but yesterday he gave his absolute all and looked as committed as anybody else in fact if not the most committed player on the pitch for, for Mansfield Town and my favorite moment of the game yesterday not the goals not the comeback not anything at two all, they're trying to counter. He's on a yellow card, O'Toole, at this point. Their uh, big uh, number nine gets the ball. Um, they go for an aerial challenge. O'Toole puts it in on him. He rolls around on the floor like a, a Premier League diving Tom Daly wannabe. O'Toole picks him up with one hand and just plonks him back on his feet. <laughs> Class. Love it. Yeah. Quality player, mate. Quality player. I just hope he does sign. But I'm pleased that Nigel wants to get it done quickly. Either whether he is giving the ultimatum for Tuesday, you know, said, make your mind up, you know, before Tuesday or we'll sort something else out. Or whether, you know, John Joe was told him that. I'm not sure which, but let's just hope he stays. But if well, it if he it doesn't, it's, it's got to be onwards and upwards. Yeah, we'll, we'll hear from Clough on that and the game in just a second. Uh, Jamie says, what was your opinion uh, on Nigel Clough when you asked him about John Joe O'Toole? I think he's as frustrated as anyone at the minute. I think he understands, uh, Clough, this is. I think he understands the situation which O'Toole is in, but I think he's um, wanting to to try and get the deal 
done so we can sort of focus on the rest of the season. Um, he says he's got confidence in him, given his all, regardless of whether he's here for two weeks or for two years. Um, and there's no hesitations in that respect about playing him. But I think he's, I think there's a slight undertone of frustration that it is taking um, so long. But I think after yesterday, Nath, I think um, he'll want to uh, want to get him signed and, and sealed and, and just get focused. Because the last thing you want now is to try and pick your team up after an FA Cup exit um, and then lose what has been your key player in, in two weeks' time. Yeah, it's um, you know not only are we losing a, a body, you know, a very capable body in the in the team for what he brings ability-wise, but uh, he, he does strike as one of those that is probably a, a really good influence in the in the dressing room at the moment. You know, and I think the players would 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 realise that if he does if he does move on. I think yeah, they probably understand. Yeah, you know, as, as we've said before, we understand why he might, but um, you know, it's still a big you know big pair pair of shoes to boots to fill in that in that dressing room. So um, which is you know I'm I'm pleased in the in the sense that we're we're giving it till you know Tuesday to get it sorted because. That does allow time to get something else sorted if if you know if he doesn't sign and that that's what was my concern was how long do we leave it so at least we are being proactive and looking at getting it sorted rather than letting it go to the wire mm. um, but uh, you know I think whatever we fee we've received for mayonnaise whatever um, <laughs> you know money we've got. Sorry, from my, the, my mug was in the my mug was in the, <laughs> the way of the bell. Can you say his name again, please? So mayonnaise. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Um, and and you know I think yeah there's been rumours about making a bid for this Oldham defender stuff like that. Obviously, we'd have to pay a transfer fee. Bugger that. Forget the transfer fee for other players. Put that money towards a better contract for uh, for John Joe Tour for the you know for the next eighteen months and just get him signed. Because I think um, I think we will miss him. It's not the be all and end all, but I think we'll miss him. So let's get it over. Get it, get it signed. Clive says, much as everyone wants JJ to sign, the club must take into account the morale of other players if they the, they smash the pay structure for him. Uh, and Thomas says, thought JJ O'Toole was immense again yesterday. Need to sign him up ASAP. What are our chances of him staying? Surely if he wants, uh, if he was leaving, he shouldn't start Tuesday. I think, yeah, the team selection might say a lot on, uh, on Tuesday night about that. Uh, in terms of our chances at the minute, I would probably say uh, it's a fence sitter, isn't it? I think it's 50-50. If I had to be a little bit more specific, I think I would probably say 70-30 in favour of him leaving. And I I think that's uh, down to the fact that it's taken so long and um, it's not been done. But, you know, bigger things have happened and better things have happened. We'll see what the next uh, couple of days bring. Right, let's uh, bring a close to our talk about yesterday's epic, epic game. Um, before we talk, uh, we hear from Nigel Clough, which we'll do in a couple of minutes, there's one thing which I want to give credit to, which we perhaps haven't so far. There are two talking points which I want to finish on before we hear from Clough, actually. The first, Nathan, is had we not conceded that own goal in the 94th minute, we would have beaten them in extra time, yes? No. <laughs> no? I, 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 I honestly, it's a funny one. So I was obviously gutted when the goal went in, but literally five minutes, you know, a few minutes before, I said to my, I said to my brother, who's still got not got his mug, by the way, and he's very upset about it. Um, but I, I said to my brother that, you know, I, I want this to be finished now. And I said one way or another, I want it to be finished. One, because going into extra time, We've got Swindon on Tuesday, um, and we're already sort of uh, with players just just coming back from COVID and stuff. Probably running empty. We're very tired. I don't want that for Tuesday. But two, I just felt that they they just brought on a couple a couple more of their first teamers, um, so they were going to be stronger. I just thought we're going to be tired than them. I'm, I I just I didn't fancy it in the sense that although we played so well. I just thought fitness might tell. So for me, I wanted I, for those two reasons, I wanted it to be finished in the ninety, just in case. And if it went to penalties, I was leaving anyway. Because you know, oh yeah, we don't I win on penalties, I do we? and I couldn't take it. So. <laughs> no, so, we I don't mean, do win penalties. The silver lining was that it finished in ninety. You know, for, for me, in, in a sense. Uh, and finally, the final talking point, Alan, was uh, water ball, Jason Law. Oh, for research, yeah. yeah. It was quality. It, it reminded me of a Stephen Quinn ball. You know, mm. it's that type of player, isn't it? Left-sided, gets gets stuck in. It Sometimes it, it seems to be when he started, which was fair play to him, he like got nudged off the ball a little bit. But then he's shown his grit and determination, got stuck into the game, and that ball was absolute quality. 
Yeah, it certainly was. Right, let's hear from Stag's boss, Nigel Clough. Let's get his post-match reaction to yesterday's game. Keep your comments in. We want your views on how you think uh, yesterday's game will affect us for the remainder of the season. Of course, we go again on Tuesday night at home to Swindon, then at home to Warsaw on Saturday. Fixtures coming thick and fast, so let us know your thoughts um, on that. First, though, I caught up with Nigel Clough after the game as he spoke to me for Mansfield 103.2. Nigel, it's an FA Cup exit, but your boys gave it absolutely everything out there this afternoon, didn't they? That's what we wanted to do. Uh, I thought the first 30 minutes uh, we weren't uh, anywhere near. Uh, probably a bit rusty from the two-week layoff we've had. Uh, but I thought from 25-30 minutes, once we got into our stride for the next hour or so, uh, I think it was brilliant stuff. Deserved to get our two goals back. And there's a very good argument, I think, to say we could have won the game today. Yeah, you just felt, didn't you, even at 2-0 down after about half an hour, that one goal, one opportunity would just lift these fans. Mm, just get one back. We saw it against Hartlepool and we saw it again today. Get one back uh, and the crowd and all of a sudden we're flying forward. Uh, but it was chance after chance in the second half, situation after situation. You know, We've missed some very, very good chances today. I know you've not had much of a, a chance to sort of uh, speak to them, but I'm sure you did as they walked off the pitch. How are the boys feeling after that? Because they gave you everything to get back in the game and then to, to lose the way they did. Yeah, it's little things. And so we're to, in order to take it on and make progress and move to the next level, uh, you, you've got to do the correct things all the way throughout a game. We certainly didn't do that in the first 25, 30 minutes, which is why we were 2-0 down. Uh, and then we're chasing our tail. Uh, and then the effort to get back into it is, is exceptional again and some of the play not just, it's not just effort uh, I thought some of our play against a, a, a good championship side some very experienced players out there today I've just overheard Chris Wilder the uh, Middlesbrough manager there saying at times it was like watching a championship fixture this afternoon that must give you incredible heart yeah we've got to do it though uh, week in week out 24 league games to go Cup's been brilliant we've had three great games uh, put it to the back of your mind now and we come straight on Swindon and then Warsaw uh, that's all 24 games that's all that matters now. Steve McLaughlin and Ollie Clark both went off midway through the second half. Was it an injury thing or were you looking with one eye on towards Tuesday with that? Uh, Steve McLaughlin's injury, uh, calf, we felt it in the first half and towards half time. Uh, and then uh, we just thought George Lapsley swapped for uh, Ollie Clark. He's been out with an injury for quite some time and uh, also had COVID. So uh, I think an hour was about the maximum thing today. Yeah, and of course, you know, what a good cup run does for you, it, it does sort of give you that result and that sort of galvanising effect in the league. You're hoping that despite the, the result today, the performance will do that, especially with the game coming so quick on Tuesday night here. Well, that's it, I'm sure. Uh, we're pleased it didn't go to extra time. I'd rather go to extra time than get knocked out. Uh, but I thought, actually, <coughs> 120 minutes on the heavy conditions today wouldn't have been ideal for Tuesday night. But uh, we've got to lift ourselves and say so you have to now put it to the back of your mind and the lads there straight away we said yeah it's been brilliant we've had three great cup games right all that matters now is Swindon on Tuesday don't let our standards drop your team talk on Tuesday will be quite simple it'll be one word won't it react repeat mm -hmm. just play like we have done I think for the last and even some of the games though we didn't win uh, in, the, in the very poor run we had you know you think of the Port Vale game here we played some brilliant stuff uh, and then the 10 out of 11 that we've won and could have made it 11 out of 12 today I think some of the, the standard of some of the football has been excellent especially here and that's where we're going to pick up the majority of our points uh, on our own patch uh, and in front of our own supporters and to see them stay again at the end uh, I think to show their appreciation of what they've seen today uh, and it just shows you know everybody wants to win and everything but they also want to see you play in a certain way uh, and give everything that the lads did today one thing you didn't have on boxing day which you did today was numbers back on the bench and one of which was Danny Johnson who had the ball in the back of the net firstly what did you make of, of that goal was he on or was he off it seems so tight uh, we had it looked at at the time uh, it's almost impossible to tell it's so tight usually the sometimes they'll give the benefit to the striker in those situations uh, but a little rub of the green that sometimes you need uh, but it was good to have him back available Yeah, that's the key thing, isn't it? Getting him back in, in the body to just sort of alleviate that pressure a little bit on Reese Oates Yeah, you saw his, how he caused problems all throughout the game today uh, with 24 league games to go, I'm not sure he'll play every minute of every game So, uh, but also you see the versatility of Jordan Barry today You know, he's played up front for an hour and then he's gone to left back and equipped himself very well Yeah, last bit of little few bits of housekeeping no foreign raw since day is he likely to be back in for Tuesday or has he got to isolate uh, still isolating not sure uh, on the days and everything and we've got to get some uh, you know a clear test before he comes back in and of course John Joe Tall as well played today what's the latest on his contract situation will it be done before Tuesday we're still talking I think it's going to you know it's a difficult situation for him because I think he's got another couple of weeks with us mm. uh, but uh, 
if he's not going to stay, then it's a difficult position for him to keep playing and risking injury and everything uh, when he only has two weeks left. So uh, I think one way or another it will get sorted in the next few days. And if on the flip side of that, that's the same for you as well because you don't want to necessarily play a player that you know is going to leave. You want to get that no, consistency in there. Ideally, but I think with a lad like uh, you know uh, John Joe, you put him out there because you know his, mm. his effort isn't going to drop and his commitment isn't going to change whether he's got two weeks or two years left. Yeah. Uh, and you saw that today. He couldn't have tried any harder today. And finally from me, we saw a huge number of Stags fans in there. As you mentioned earlier, you stayed at the end to give you an ovation. Only league action to focus on now. What's your message to them to get behind you for the rest of the season, to give it that push towards getting some success at the end of it? That's it. Keep getting behind us. Uh, and when you see us play as we did today, even without the right result, uh, keep giving the players that message. That's what we want to see. That's how we want to see you play. Keep giving it everything. I think we're attacking as much as any team in the country at the moment. I don't think we can try and go forward anymore or create many more situations. Uh, we just want that, that little bit of finishing, that next step, uh, just to take keep us going up the league. That's Stags boss Nigel Clough speaking to me for Mansfield 103.2 after yesterday's FA Cup exit at home to Championship Middlesbrough. Uh, you can also see more from Nigel Clough on I Follow Stags as well. Uh, fixtures coming up thick and fast as well, including after such a long time being back on the road. Two home games followed by two away games. And if you want to travel to them, you can do so with the Stags Supporters Association. Uh, Forest Green Rovers on Tuesday, the 18th of January. Departure time, 3pm from Wancourt Stadium. And then a trip up to Barrow on Saturday, the 22nd. Departure from the Wancourt Stadium is 8am. Amber members are charged at £15. Tw- uh, £20 for blue members and 25 for non-members. For further information and to book your seat, make sure you call 07967 689 597. That's 07967 689 597 to uh, make sure you get yourself uh, a seat on the bus. And of course, if you can't get to either of those games, uh, make sure you tune into Mansfield 103.2 for full match commentary on FM only. Uh, let's uh, now switch our attention uh, to uh, league action then. Um, and of course, as we say, Alan, it's uh, Swindon on uh, Tuesday at home at One Course Stadium. They are going to be a difficult opponent to break down. Not in the greatest of form um, at the moment, but they'll be itching to put that right and to uh, keep their place in the playoffs because Mansfield are hunting them down. I just hope they're playing like they did against Manchester City with the playing out scenario, similar to what Oldham did, because you know what happened there. I just hope they keep that up, especially when Reese Oates uh, fires against them. I just hope they play like they did, and I think yeah. there'll, be no, there'll be no problem. Yeah, and if you throw Danny Johnson into the mix there as well, yeah. mate, he looking, he's looking to, to get back in, in there. If, if a team wants to try and play out against those two pressing from the front, God help them. <laughs> and I think they will. They seem to be very sort of, um, I don't think arrogance is the right word, but very sort of committed to playing that system, well, that way, even against uh, the likes of Manchester City. So I, I'd, I think they'd do it against uh, the likes of Mansfield Town, but I, I guess we'll, yeah, time will tell. But, um, you know, I think after after the cup match, even though we've lost and it was a late, late defeat, I, I think after reflection, then hopefully they've had the opportunity to, hear all the you know the, the positive comments from from ourselves mm. and, and Middlesbrough supporters and and and, and the, the opposition manager hopefully that will just give them an even even bigger confidence boost of you know they should have already been pretty high in confidence anyway but I think after that performance um you know we should go into into Tuesday in a really good mind frame so yeah let's not be overconfident and uh and and expect to go out there and batter them but uh because we all know what happened at their ground we we battered them but what came out one nil defeat so um, you know, we had so many shots there, just couldn't finish. But, you know, I think we're, we're a different side now and hopefully with the confidence behind us uh, and being at home, uh, you know, we'll, we'll be able to continue our great league form. One thing, Alan, which sort of uh, strikes me is when you sort of lose in the way that you di- that we did on Saturday, it can sometimes take a, a little bit of something to, to get your mindset right and, and to pick yourselves up again, especially considering the run we've been on um, of late, but it's still 10 wins out of the last 12 games in all competitions. And genuinely, with this stag side, like Nigel Clough said in his post-match um, you know, uh, comments there, his team talk will be quite simple, react and repeat, because I think this side have got the mentality about them to just go, all right, 
what he's done, he's done. Let's crack on and let's get three points tonight. I think they've uh, they've all. You seem to see the togetherness, Craig. You know, this year. You know, once they've gone, once they went past that fourteen game where they couldn't win or they were drawing the matches and whatever, and then we started on that run. You can see the togetherness coming and the willingness, and with the squad at the side, like Nigel said, everybody's going to have its part to play. And I just think there's only one way to go, and that's up because they look as if they're earning the right to be up with the where they should be. Yeah, absolutely. Keep your comments uh, coming in. Uh, Richard says, my biggest concern is how short we are defensively. As well as Hawkins has been playing um, in defence, he definitely struggles when players run at him as the first and third goal showed. But what the game showed, um, the but the game showed what we're missing with Hawkins not playing up front. If we can sort out the defence uh, without Hawkins needing to play there, he can be up front on the end of some great crosses we've been putting in. Like exactly the the the, the, the equaliser from Stephen Quinn. He stayed up there, didn't he? And, and got on the end yeah. of uh, Stephen Quinn's uh, cross, which was excellent to see. And we do miss that threat. And I think that'll be a real good asset for us. But I think Richard's got a, a big point there, Nath, because we might be losing O'Toole. We've obviously, we might not have um, Will Forrester um, after this month because his loan is up and we he's injured, of course, at the minute and we don't know whether we're going to be, uh, you know, uh, recording it. Farron Rawson's out at the minute. We're not sure how long for, obviously, with the, the COVID situation. Yes, we've got Corey O'Keefe back in the building, like we mentioned the other week, but it's highly unlikely that he's going to play. Kel Gordon now injured still um, as well. So I think that's certainly an area which Nigel Clough needs to look at addressing, even if we do manage to keep Mr O'Toole. Yeah, I, I completely agree with what Richard said there. It's, it's what, um, on the, whatever the last show was, uh, was it the, the preview for this? I'm not sure, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's exactly sort of what, when we were discussing um, how many targets we think we need in, that's, that's why I said preferably two two players at the back. Uh, and, and definitely if, uh, if, if John Joe does, does go, because like we, like we said, although Hawkins is doing a, a really good job there, um, you know, I, I still would love to see him back up, back up top. If we can get two, two, two players back there and preferably one that can cover, cover on the right hand side as well, in case anything does happen to, to hear it, um, then, uh, then I think that's what we need. So I, I definitely looking at two players, uh, in, in defense, in defense at the moment, even, even possibly with John Joe staying. How important, Alan, is it that we respond with a positive result on Tuesday night? Very in the grand arching screen scheme of things. Very important because I think uh, the the players know what's at stake, Craig. I mean, is it that uh, is it with three points off the playoffs or the game in hand or the way yeah, yeah. looks at the league? And I mean, as soon as you get up there, there's always one team that do it every year that just creeps in nice slowly, keeps the momentum going, and why can't it be us? Three points off with two games in hand. We've got two games in hand two over. Games in hand. Uh, yeah, so Newport in seventh on 35 points have played 24. We've played 22. Um, and uh, Sutton in fourth have played 23. Uh, Swindon also have played 22, same as us. And then Port Vale in there uh, have played 21. So they've got a game in hand on, on us. But it's very, very tight um, up there. And I think, like Alan said, Nath, it, it's imperative, really, that we get at least a point um on uh, on Tuesday night, if not all three. Yeah, I mean, we've obviously uh, been missed missed a few few fixtures in the last uh, last few weeks, but um, we, we're still looking in a you know very very good position in the in the league table. So in that aspect, it's kind of uh, sort of in our own hands a little bit. Um, so it's again even more of an incentive out where to go out there on a uh, you know on Tuesday night against Swindon. The fact that sort of you know they're they're in reaching distance for us as well. Um, you know, what what more of an incentive can you have? So um, you know, it, it's been a good a good few weeks for us, even when we haven't even been playing. So yeah, that's that's uh, point minimum. But if we certainly with with us being at home, um, three points would just uh, you know just just it would be like uh, setting off another rocket, wouldn't it, for the next for the next month or so to get us going again. Time now for podcast predictions before we let you to go. Of course, we're at home to Swindon on Tuesday night. Alan, I'm going to let you go first. What's your predictions for uh, Tuesday night result? And uh, if you have them, goal scorers. Mansfield Town 2, Swindon Town 0. The first scorer, Lapsley. And the second scorer, Hawkins. Nathan. Um... 
I'm gonna go for I'm gonna go for a two-one win. Um and I'm gonna go for Reese Oates. And I'm gonna go for I'm gonna go for Go on then, I'll go for George Maris. Well, you were going to stay Stephen Quinn for a minute. Cause that's, that's <laughs> I was. I was. Going I was, to I was very Quinn, tempted. Yeah. I am going to go, go, for, go for Maris. I'm going to go for a narrow 1-0 win. I think it's going to be one of the tightest games we've played. I think we'll play some good football. We'll have chances, but it'll be one of those games where, you know, it, we're bound to have... We've had so many good games in the last sort of, you know, run of fixtures. It's bound to be one of those games where it's going to be tight and on a knife edge. I'm going to say we're going to win 1-0 and... Danny Johnson's going to pop up and score. I'm going to uh, back him to uh, to get in the goals. Penalty. If you, yes, maybe, maybe. Um, if you want to play along with podcast predictions, you can do so. It's our game which runs all throughout the season. We'll be playing it every game now because it only focuses on league games. Um, and you can get involved via the link in the description. All you've got to do is just pop in the uh, results. So uh, Mansfield two, Swindon nil, for example, and then any goal scorers. All the rules and stuff are all on there for you to get involved with. So make sure you do get involved with them. Final few comments um, um, as well. Uh, Clive's just dropped his in, in the comments as well. So let me write this down before uh, uh, I forget and uh, and get told off by Clive for not giving the uh, the, the right points. He says uh, a 3-1 win with uh, Oates Hattrick. So uh, he's going for a Reese Oates Hattrick. Um, there you go. So if you want to play along, as I say, uh, make sure you get involved. The link is in the description. Uh, it needs to be in. Um, at what what did, what time did we say, Nathan? Was it something like an hour and a, one hour, one minute an before kickoff? An hour and one off? minute before kickoff. One hour, one minute yeah. before kickoff. So make sure you get involved um, with that uh, and see how you get on. Uh, gents, thanks very much uh, for joining us. Last comment from uh, from both of you. And it's just a simple yes or no answer. Can Mansfield Town utilise some sort of confidence, some sort of uh, momentum from yesterday's game to go on and make this one a successful season. We saw in 2013 when the Stags were edged out against Liverpool what that game and what that result did for them. Can they make history repeat itself, Nathan Edge? No. I'm only joking, of course we can. (laughs) Alan Wilson. Yes. There we go. Uh, Thanks very much, gents, for joining us. We will see you again very, very soon indeed. Uh, We'll see you in the week as we react on that game um, to Swindon. Make sure you join us for that one. For now, though, all that's left to do is give you one final flashback to yesterday. Here is the epic tale of Mansfield Town against Middlesbrough, as told by me on Mansfield 103.2. I'll see you guys on the other side. Welcome to One Course Stadium where Mansfield Town are hoping to progress in the FA Cup and get past Championship outfit Middlesbrough. Of course, Middlesbrough, they're on an excellent run themselves under Chris Wilder since he took over from Neil Warnock, unbeaten in their last six games with three back-to-back wins. But Mansfield Town, ten wins from their last 11 games. The stage is set to make it an epic atmosphere this afternoon. Mansfield have made two changes from their last game at home here on Boxing Day where they came from two goals down to beat Hartlepool by three goals to two. Ollie Clark and Stephen Quinn come in. Farron Rawson and Jason Law go out. The Stags line up as follows. Nathan Bishop in goal, a back four, right to left of Elliot Hewitt, John Joe O'Toole, Ollie Hawkins and Stephen McLaughlin. A midfield five, we think, of Jordan Bowery, George Maris, Ollie Clark, Ryan Sturt and Stephen Quinn. Reese Oaks leads the line up top. On the bench, Richard Narty, Harry Charlesley, Danny Johnson, Ryan Burke, Keaton Ward, Jason Law, George Lapsley and the two goalkeepers, Marek Steck and Louis Turner. The atmosphere starting to get electric. Mansfield Town have knocked out two League One sides on their way to round three. Can a championship team be the next team to fall? There is barely a spare seat in the house. Middlesbrough will get us underway with the captain, Johnny Howson, in that centre circle. The Stags lining up, as predicted, to that massive roar of the Stags fans here at Wonkel Stadium. Mansfield have the ball at the moment as Ollie Clark heads the ball away over the halfway line clatters the second ball out of play and it will go out of play for a Middlesbrough throw. Stags with Bowery looking to try and find Reese Oates in behind. Middlesbrough do well to get the ball clear. 
up over the halfway line. McLaughlin's missed his header and it's Iqpazu now who can transfer uh, the ball forward to the edge of the box. He has a shot and he's into the back of the net. Iqpazu has opened the scoring for Middlesbrough after three minutes here in the FA Cup third round. Middlesbrough throw, Coburn on this right hand side, he's got He's beaten Sturk, he's beaten McLaughlin, low balling towards the middle, it's not dealt with, and he's turned in! Middlesbrough have a second, Mansfield carved open down that far side, and they have themselves a second goal. Mansfield have their first corner of the game. 29 minutes played, the roar of yellows goes up, come on you stakes, flashes on the scoreboard, and George Maris goes across to take the corner. Right forward in Swinger, in front of those Middlesbrough fans. Maris's corner towards the near post, headed away, might fall for Sturk on the edge of the box. Sturk back wide for Maris, can he try and shoot here, George Maris? Edge of the box, here is Maris, he does shoot! And it's held well by the goalkeeper of Joe Lumley. Mansfield's best shot and best opportunity in the game. Mansfield free kick, 40 yards or so from goal, central, taken short by Clark to Maris. Clark has it again, Mansfield pushed forward, wide it goes for Quinn, first time delivery in towards the box, towards the back stick where Bauer is there, Keith punches it away, here's O'Toole to the right of the box, does well to twist and turn, crossing towards the middle, and Rizzo's on the stretch, couldn't quite get there, and Mansfield Town have another opportunity to go amiss, they should be back in this game by now, great opportunity, great work, unlucky, remains 2-0. Parzu looking to try and get on the end of a long punt forward from Joe Lumley goes out of play for a Stags goal kick. It's Nathan Bishop will take. The referee says there's just about time to take it. Goes short to Hewitt and then uh, does signal the end of this first period here in the FA Cup third round. At half-time, it's Mansfield Town nil, Middlesbrough two. Middlesbrough on top, early doors from Uche Ikpazu and then Caelan Boyd-Munts on 13 minutes. But it has to be said, despite Middlesbrough's uh, two-goal advantage, as the half went on, the Stags grew. Second half about to get underway here at Wancourt Stadium. The referee blows the whistle and it's Stags who uh, kick us off. They go from left to right, Middlesbrough right to left, and Mansfield looking to be on the front foot already. Bowery on the left-hand side. Looking to find Stephen McLaughlin and find Sturk. Now Barry again. Quinn looking to make a run. Nice to try to chip it in for Maris. Away it goes though. Clark wins it back to the stage. Now Oates, good little touch out of his feet. Going down the right hand side. He's been manhandled here all the all way by uh, the number 14. Oates does just enough to get Mansfield corner. Stephen Quinn will take it in front of the Stags fans after good work from Reese Oates. It'll be a left-footed inswinger from Quinn, looking for the uh, trigger runners now. Quinn steps up, delivers the ball in towards the mixer, headed up and over the bar. George Maris, the man who got ahead to it, couldn't get it on target. Quinn is marked by two, but still has the ball at the feet. Gets it to Oates, pokes it back to Maris. Wide it goes again for Quinn. McLaughlin on the overlap, looking to try and get Ollie Clark into the box and does. Here's Clark to the left of the box, ball across the face to go, Reese Oates off the line, and it's cleared away by Middlesbrough, who were hanging on there for dear life as Mansfield came forward in their numbers. That was the chance. As Hewitt and Quinn clatter together, Quinn tries to find Bowery. Redwell, though, by uh, Sol Bamba. Mansfield have it back, though, through Quinn. Now Maris, wide it goes from McLaughlin. McLaughlin to the left of the box, in towards the middle, Reese Oates is off, and Reese Oates heads it wide! Maris balling towards Bowery, poked away by Iqpazu, but Mansfield have everybody forward. Hewitt gets it in the centre circle, low pass wide, it goes to Quinn, sets himself, delivers in towards the middle, up towards Hawkins, and he scores! Ollie Hawkins on 66, gets Mansfield back in the game! Any thought of a formation sort of gone out of the window here for the Stags? just trying to get as many bodies forward as they can. Oates, now Law does well in the tackle, does Jason Law, and now Oates will try and get through. Law blocks it, and Riggs Oates has the ball to the right of the box, square it for Johnson, and it goes towards Johnson, and he's two behind for a corner, and it nearly ended up in the back of the net. That is incredible move by Mansfield Town, and Middlesbrough there will count their lucky stars that they didn't see the ball turn in by their own player. Riggs Oates here to the right of the box, Reese goes down. Oh, yes! Yes! Go, 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 go! Offside flag is up. The offside flag is up. Mansfield Town had the ball in the back of the net through Danny Johnson, and the linesman on this near side has robbed Mansfield of a dramatic late equaliser by raising the offside flag. Jason Law from 35 yards 
thundered a shot underneath the body of Joe Longley, who got something on it. And following it in was Danny Johnson. Johnson poked the ball into the back of the net. And the linesman straight away had the flag up for offside. Come on, you Stags, is the roar from the Stags fans. Maris to Lapsley inside the Stags, Stags half. Shouts of man on. Gets it back for Maris to Hawkins. He's lost possession. And Middlesbrough come away again. But again, it's Shewitt who steps in. Now finds Law. Law, low pass to Reese Oaks. One on one with the keeper. Reese Oaks takes it round in Reese Oaks. Yes! Reese Oaks has scored for Mansfield. And Mansfield Town are back in the game. What a ball from Jason Law. Reese Oaks around the keeper. Back of the net. 2-2. Game on! This is incredible from Mansfield. And you've got to credit the ball there in midfield from Jason Law. And Reese Oaks the runner as well. He's looked absolutely knackered. But he has not given up. Knocked it around the keeper. The goal at his mercy. And he's showed no mercy. 2-2. Ollie Hawkins has been beaten here for pace. And Middlesbrough to the right of the low box. Low ball across the middle. And it's turned into the back of the net. I think by John Joe O'Toole. Who scores an own goal. And Mansfield Town in the 94th minute have perhaps just crashed out of the Emirates FA Cup. Mansfield Town 2, Middlesbrough 3 is the full-time score from Wonkall Stadium. But the applause you can hear from uh, the stag supporters around us is all about Mansfield Town's endeavour. Two goals down at the break, and then the comeback started. First, it was uh, Ollie Hawkins who headed in on 66 minutes, and then Reese Oates got the goal with five minutes to go to take the game further and further towards the end. 2-2 it was, and then in the 94th minute, a low ball from the right-hand side after Ollie Hawkins was beaten for pace, saw John Joe O'Toole turn the ball in towards the back of the net. That's the story of the goals, but the real story is this. Three words, Mansfield Town, heroic. Mansfield Town have given it their everything despite um, pulling it back to 2-2 in the end they are out of the FA Cup and at full time it finishes a proud but dejected Mansfield 2 Middlesbrough, lucky lucky Middlesbrough 3, what a game it's been Now, I was fully expecting Nathan Edge to uh, drop off the, uh, the, the, the chat at, at that point. So I know he's got to bath his son in about three minutes, but I could see him in the little side panel of uh, my view, watching and laughing along to that. Are you all right? I couldn't, I couldn't leave, and uh, I'm glad I stayed now. Because your, your reaction for Danny Johnson's goal, that was super. Well, I mean, there was no commentary there. No, I'll <laughs> let everybody in behind the curtain. Uh, obviously, we only did updates. We only do updates yeah. on, on home games. So uh, at that point, I've got Jason, who presents the show in my ear, saying we're coming to you in literally 10 seconds, and I'm trying to record it for the highlights. So I'm sort of listening to him in one ear whilst watching the action, and he's literally saying his cue. He's literally saying, "Let's go over to the one course stadium." I'm just screaming in the microphone, going, "Go, go, 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 go!" <laughs> Trying to get him to come to me with that, but yeah, oh, uh, fun time. Go and bath your son so you don't get in trouble with the misses, and I will see you <laughs> in the week. Nathan Edge, what a legend. Off you go, my friend. See you, see you later, mate. See you in a bit. Oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. Uh, more from Nathan in the week. And if you want more of that drama, make sure you join us on Tuesday night um, on uh, Mansfield 103.2. As Roger says, Craig's voice is screeching. What he didn't hear there uh, was the reaction of Lee Wilson. He was always alongside me for Mansfield 103.2 as well. Um, We'll make sure we get that um, for the for the next game because it's always a great laugh as well. But uh, thanks very much for all your comments. Thanks very much for uh, for getting involved with the show uh, this evening as well. It's great to have the Sunday sermon back. We will be back uh, in the week as we react to Tuesday night's game. That though is all we've got time for tonight. Can Mansfield Town continue? Their excellent form of late. 12 uh, games, 10 wins from those last 12. Can the Stags bounce back? Can they get three points on the board against fellow playoff chasers Swindon on Tuesday? Get your tickets, get to One Call Stadium and back the boys. This has been an incredible journey so far. Two League One teams 
were Slade on the way to round three. And a championship side, and not just any championship side, a promotion-chasing championship side, were taken to the brink too. Mansfield Town continue to fill us with pride, continue to play with passion, and continue to follow a dream. We'll be there to follow it all the way on Tuesday. Join us on Mansfield 103.2 if you can't get to the game for extensive updates and much, much more of that. And make sure you join us here on Mansfield Matters in the week for more reaction. This is the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Because Mansfield always matters. And one lesson we can take away from today's Sunday sermon is three simple words. Never give up. Until next time, goodbye. days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com this podcast is proud to be part of the talk sport fan network talk sport powered by fans